I don't know, man. What's wrong? You ready to record or can oh, we get the show I on the road? I thought I was. I thought I was. Okay. I remember seeing this. I thought I did. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I gave it a pass at the time. Yeah, yeah, you're super hyped. You're super hyped, ready to go. Got your dukes up. Let's do this. I was, I was all set to defend it, and I, maybe because I watched it on a smaller screen, it actually was able to hit me. But I, I don't know, man. Do you, uh, you love? The, I mean, come on, Nathan. You love the book. You love the book. You love the movie. You're ready to yeah. go. You can defend I, this thing. It's I one of the. I love the book. I don't know, man. I. I've been pretty feeling pretty low since I watched it and drinking a fair bit too. I mean, is it the wigs that are bothering you? Is well, it Well, the... I mean there's that. There's there's no lobstrosities, there's you know, there's no slow mutants and I just I don't know, man. I just I don't know. Nathan, are you are you crying? Just a little. Okay, hold on. I'm going to turn this all around for you, bud. Okay? Okay. Okay, are you ready? I'm listening. Okay. There is a Dark Tower TV series coming out soon. Oh, man! I can't wait! I bet it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. It's going to fix everything. It's going to be perfect. My hopes are high again. One year later. No! Welcome, everyone, to another episode of What Were They Thinking? We sing the intro now. When I I pick a movie, (laughs) that's that's when I'm under pressure now. Guys, we didn't hear the theme, so we don't know what's going on. I thought you were going to... I thought it was a duet thing. I was leaving you open there. I'm really sorry, Nathan. (laughs) I let you down. I let you down. Just like this movie. Oh, I didn't expect this uh, reaction, so that's interesting. We'll get into it, though. But I am Brendan. I'm Nathan. And this is What Were They Thinking? We talk about bad to questionable movies here. We break them down uh, most of the time so you don't have to watch them or we tell you to watch them uh, anyway. (laughs) And you should listen to us because we are the lords and masters of the universe. Wait, that that'll be in oh. listener's choice, Mike. Oh, that's not that's not yet. Sorry. <laughs> right. But uh you may be you may be hearing another voice on the line, and that is because we are under attack. Oh no! Oh no! Now we have a guest. We have a guest, a certified uh Jedi. Aman- Amanda the Jedi. Amanda, welcome. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the show, where we are going to talk about uh, our first Stephen King adaptation. I'm surprised it took us this long. Right? Yeah. There's only been there's there's been a couple that have been questionable. 
<laughs> There's a lot. Yeah, I of mean, questionable Stephen King movies. I mean, like Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile. Wait, no, I'm okay. Li- face- no, wait. Th- those are the that's the wrong ones. I'm reading Silver off Bullet. Yeah, <laughs> good list. I'm reading off the good list. I'm reading off the back of the list. Hold on, let me just turn this IMDb top list upside down. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Carrie two. Carrie two. <laughs> oh, that doesn't count. He didn't write that. Uh, but he yeah. probably went in the press and told everyone he loved it or something because he does that yes. every. He does, except The Shining. No, yeah. he for the remake, he was like, yeah, it's way better than Kubrick. Oh, that's because he made it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, the, yeah. that's the only reason. Um, I think, now, I mean, we'll get into The Dark Tower in a second, but I think we need to get Stephen King's... Uh, Stephen King likes... Like we said, almost every adaptation of his novel that's ever been made, he's like behind 100%. Except for Maximum Overdrive. And The Shining. Didn't he make Maximum Overdrive? Yeah, didn't he make that? He did, and he still thinks it's an idiot movie. (laughs) That's impressive, considering what he does like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Stephen King is not perfect, guys. Like, he's made some great stuff. He's also made some really shitty stuff. Um, Oh, yeah. Yes. (laughs) But here's the thing. The Shining is probably, like, one of the best ones. Maybe not the best adaptation, but the best, like movie maybe one of the best movies it's and one of them yeah that's the one he hates the most i think it's because it's so different from the book it and does, i think yeah. he sees himself in the main character and then kubrick was just like we're just gonna make this guy insane the entire way no redeeming qualities mm-hmm. and then it's like well that was supposed to be me so now i feel offended <laughs> <laughs> and kubrick so- is like suck on that king yeah, yeah, and he no. would, like, purposely change really small details, I think, just to mess with him, like, the, like, the color of certain things. Like, Stephen King puts, like, almost too much detail in certain moments. Oh, so he would just, like, this thing that was supposed to be red, I'm going to make yellow, and this thing that's supposed to be yellow, I'm going to make red, just for no reason other than to, like, clearly mess with you. Wait, are you telling me that Stanley Kubrick was doing things intentionally to make people angry? I know, it's crazy. I never got that vibe from him. <laughs> Almost like he's combative in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about The Dark Tower 2017. Mm-hmm. So, Woo. a fairly uh, novel thing for us is that we're talking about a, a, a kind of a new movie-ish. Yeah. Well, and right off the bat, I want to say that I think... I don't, I'm not going to say you did a 180, but I feel like your opinions changed a little bit based on what we heard earlier (laughs) a little bit (laughs) don't get me wrong i still loved all the little nerdy easter eggs Mm -hmm. that were in the movie uh but after like watching it again you know a couple years later i'm just like man they the movie is supposed to introduce anybody to this i don't know epic universe Mm-hmm. And so he was they were trying to make it as accessible to everybody, but in doing so and making it as short as it was, they left out a lot of things that would kind of draw someone who had never read the books in and also left out a lot of fun stuff that you know nerds like me would have been like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." So, I mean, they they tried to they tried to serve two masters and got nobody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's almost like they're alternatively or they're alternately explaining too much and not explaining enough. Right. It's a weird yeah. middle ground in this movie. Um 
And they start out right at the first. The first thing you see is uh, a Tet Corporation production, which is in itself a reference to the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I mean, and the first thing, like you talked about, um, not not really being helpful to the people who may have not read the book, is that it starts with the words, "A tower stands at the center of the universe, protecting us from darkness." It is mm-hmm. said the mind of a child can bring it down. That is yes. a startling way to start a movie. <laughs> <laughs> really For me, having Kill no the knowledge. children. <laughs> <laughs> for, for me having no knowledge of the source material at all i was like mm, all right all right <laughs> this is how you're bringing me in yep <laughs> the mind of a child can take down a tower that is protecting us from darkness yeah because the movie opens with basically like a prison camp yeah yeah and that whole structure uh you never see that until five books in to the series yeah so this is like a remake this is like an adaptation of like the third book or something is that what it is isn't no isn't this like a blend of like three things but then also simultaneously trying to be like a continuation of the book series yes that is it because that is wild now yeah i'm gonna throw out a spoiler (gasps) to the books oh okay not the movie the book so i can't read so it's okay (laughs) the last book came out over a decade ago, so True. you had your chance. At the end of the the last book, we find out that this is all a circle, and Roland is constantly trying to save the tower. Mm. And so the book ends off with him starting his journey to the tower to save it, and not remembering any of the events that happened before but it's not a circle like where he's doing the same stuff over and over again things slightly change and that's what this movie from my understanding was supposed to be it was another trip around the tower where things yeah. would be changing slightly well <clears throat> and that's what happens when a movie is placed in development in 2002 and is made oh. in 2017. <laughs> yes. And goes through, like, how many different directors? Oh, and, and so many producers. J.J. Like, Abrams yeah. was on as a producer at one point. Ron Howard yeah. was on board. Yeah. Um, I heard then, Javier Bardem was supposed to be Roland at one point. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah, you had... lots of diversity there. And then you yeah. had all this great internet toxicity from people saying like, Oh, Idris Elba can't play the gunslinger. He's a white man. Oh, boy, howdy, were they wrong. <laughs> yeah. W- wasn't there like a specific thing in the book, though, where like the reason why he almost gets killed by somebody is because he's white? So that, like at one point, that was actually a plot point. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. not sure. Yes, actually, yes. Uh, uh, Suzanne, yeah, Suzanne. Uh, keeps calling him gray meat, which is a you know apparently some sort of pejorative for white person. You did not know that, but yeah, apparently that's the main reason why some people had a problem with it. But I think he's a saving face of the movie. Like, if you're gonna have like a highlight of the movie, it would be Idris Elba. Yes, a hundred, a hundred and twenty-five thousand percent. Matthew McConaughey's wig. <laughs> oh, oh god okay well let's let's start with the, so the beginning yeah so we got it we got the prison camp full of kids in midworld which yes. they just say hey this is midworld don't worry about it um <laughs> there's a bunch of uh there's a bunch of things wearing like you know synthetic skins oh those are the low men 
Okay, low men. Low men. Yep. yep, they're the the followers of Loki. Um, <laughs> and overseeing everything is the Man in Black. By the way, hilariously, I'm sure it's the same in the book, but I found it so funny that his name was Walter. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> that sounds like all I could think of is Walter Matthau, <laughs> and how yeah. great it would have been if he was still alive to play this role. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and like uh, the enjoy kid from... your apocalypse. <laughs> the kid from Dennis the Menace could have been the gunslinger. It would have been perfect. Yeah, it would have been. <laughs> but uh, Matthew McConaughey is the Man in Black, and uh, the most obvious, like the way he's introduced, like his first shot. I wrote down. It's the most like this is clearly a shot from another scene introduction ever, because he like steps out of the darkness and it's very very quick and there's no sound or anything and it's just like in the middle of something else <laughs> like this is yeah. the most anticlimactic way to introduce him <laughs> um but i mean we gotta get to the most important thing that's going on here is that we are uh we're we're putting these kids down in these chairs and shooting their brains at a tower <laughs> well <laughs> i don't want to get i don't want to divert too much because i i know this that is a plot point from one of the books where in, I think it's book five, the wolves of the Kala. I'm already jasoning this. I know I am. <laughs> Kill Rathy and <laughs> Tiger's they, Claw. <laughs> <laughs> they gather kids up from this town of Kala and uh, they take them away. Mm-hmm. Uh, like these raiders come in and they kidnap the kids every other generation, take them away, uh, mm-hmm. Some come home, some don't. The ones that come home are ruined or ruined, as they put in the book. And we come to find out that what's been going on is that they're using these kids and their, you know, their mental powers to try to uh, destroy the tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But mm-hmm. if 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 you're if you're just if you're just tuning into the movie, they're shooting <laughs> brains at a tower. <laughs> Essentially, just their, yes. their life spirit. Life yeah. spirit. The the yeah. best is that later on when there's like when it when the world shakes, it's like, oh no, it's a beam quake. I'm like, just say earthquake. <laughs> no, because it's not the earth that's quaking. It's the beams that connect to the tower. Yeah, I just I just like think it's funny when when movies come up with like their own names for things and they're just like <laughs> not they're just like really clumsily used like i get that it's a i get that it's a that's the word for it but it's just it i don't know it's the screenplay it's the screenplay (laughs) akiva goldsman (laughs) oh is that who it was that makes so much so much sense i know right yeah that's who it was (sighs) but um yeah, so we we find out that this whole thing uh, was also I, I believe it was also being dreamt of by our hero Jake. Yes, it's all yeah. They in give a dream. Jake the Shining. Yeah, he has the Shining, guys. It's, it's from it's The right. Shining. His father is Jack Nicholson. Not supposed to have. He does have it because this book or these books are supposed to be the center of the Stephen King expanded universe but didn't he not have the shining didn't he have isn't the reason why he has that ability in the first place because he's like something happened to him where his consciousness is split between both worlds and that's why he can see things in both sides yep yeah so it's not the shining that he has he has something different i can't remember what they call it but the, the reason why they use the shining in the movie is because they were trying to make an extended stephen king universe that's yes. why they throw in a bunch of which stephen king does in his own books to an extent to just be like hey guys Here's a nice little nod in that direction. But they were specifically trying to make it like an expanded Stephen King universe where like The Shining and everything was happening 
in the same timeline. Sorry, yeah. I'm just I'm just picturing like an editor's note in the middle of a paragraph being like, "Hey guys, so this is clearly a reference to Dreamcatcher." Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> remember the butt aliens? Well, they're back. <laughs> Yeah, instead of actually explaining like this like really intricate plot point with Jake, just give him the shining. Yeah. Make Call him it Danny. the shining, yeah. <laughs> just give him all the shining. He lives it so so Jake wakes up from this uh in the middle of an earthquake because this dream will I mean quickly find out is not really a dream, it's actually happening. And yes. he lives with in New York City with his mother and his stepfather Lon, who I thought was Nick Offerman <laughs> at first. Um <laughs> And you know, and you know, his mom is kind of quirky because she wears her her shirt around her shoulders, and you can see her bare shoulders. She's a cool mom. Yeah, that's like a quirky, cool movie mom. Yeah. <laughs> or like a not, I don't quite care about you as much as I should, mom. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's been a year since his uh, his father passed away trying to save people in a fire. We also learned. So after this earthquake, uh, the, I I think this was hilarious. Is that there's a there's a character like the next door neighbor Timmy, uh, his his neighbor whatever comes over, just to be like, hey, my mom wanted to make sure you guys are still alive. Okay, cool. That was pretty crazy, right? All right, bye. Right. <laughs> well, so, not the only time you see him, but no, but like that's his introduction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and to be as New York as possible. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know why they made him so New York because no one else in this movie has that crazy New York accent. Like, I, I expected him to be like, hey, Jake, you want to go play some stickball? Yeah. Stickball? <laughs> hey, you got you your. You get a hot dog down at the stand. There you go, yeah? <laughs> Head on down to Coney Island. Got your fucking shine box. <laughs> He's got his shining box. Oh! Huh? Yeah! <laughs> Oh, count it, good fellas. But with but they all have the shine. <laughs> but uh, Jake is going through therapy. He's punching bullies for stealing his his sketches, his book of that sketches. That kid deserved it. Yeah, punches him right in yeah. the face. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which they do that annoying movie thing where a teacher comes over and just blames the blames one of them, and the other one gets off scot free. But clearly, it was the other kid that started it. Oh yeah, because yeah. that never happens in real life. No. Well, most of the time they get like they grab both of them and they're like principal's office. Is this where the homeless dude shows? Yeah, the homeless dude shows up. Oh, yeah. I actually have a note here. It's a tidy yeah. Jason Manzukas. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down that this was the movie's like crazy Ralph character, like yeah. from Friday the Thirteenth. Don't let them take you. Yeah, it's yeah. got a death curse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we kind of learned like wh- who what he's all about later, but at yeah. first I didn't remember who he was, and I was just like, "Wait a second, what? Why did? Why does this movie have like a for uh, Warner of Doom or whatever?" Yeah. yeah, Harbinger, Harbinger. Thank you. I was looking for the word. Back to Midworld. Uh, we get another dream, but actually real, and we meet the gunslinger Roland, played by Idris Elba. Yep, the Idris Elba. Pro- the first time on our podcast, probably not the last. Um, he's a great actor. He's made some questionable choices, <laughs> but he does have his, he is with his, I think, okay. Is it his father? That's his father. Yeah. Okay. Played by Dennis Haysbert, which, you know, to me told me that, that the tower should have actually been in good hands. Right. With Allstate. The president was protecting it. <laughs> I just know him from the Allstate commercials. Oh, <laughs> I thought, I thought like Kiefer Sutherland was going to show up and help them. <laughs> 
But uh, Dennis Haysbert, my god, a blink and you'll miss it appearance. Like, he's in this movie for, what, a minute and a half? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so they've got, the, they got their guns at the ready uh, because the man in black shows up. Again, his name is Walter. Yes. <laughs> Played by Matthew McConaughey. And yes, let's talk about his wig. In a fantastic wig. Yeah. My <laughs> goodness. I didn't know. I don't know how I didn't notice it on a uh, 50 foot screen. <laughs> but, but when I watched it this time, I was like, wow, that is not his hair. <laughs> I'm and just noticing that that's not his hair. Really? I'm looking at pictures now. Oh my god! <laughs> right? Like, w- look at where his hairline is. What is this? <laughs> what is this? Why did they do that? I don't know. <laughs> why did he j- like? I don't understand why he didn't just have him like get his hair like he that. He really didn't. I guess he just really didn't want to dye his hair. I, I wonder so. if that's one of his like clauses or something. <laughs> not dye my hair, and I'm not taking a not- shower. Nope. <laughs> all right all right all right, all right. <laughs> if you're to believe the uh the accounts from saturday night live he apparently doesn't like to shower oh he likes the smell of his own must he seems like the type musk? of person who would musk? Yeah, the, must? musk yeah yeah you know what i'm saying yeah he seems like the type that would be into that about himself <laughs> yeah <laughs> if i can't smell myself how can the ladies oh, <laughs> yeah. hey is there a scene where i can like play the bongos at three in the morning because <laughs> i think that would add a lot to the scene i would i would like to yell that i'm a midget too if that's okay <laughs> um but yeah so uh, Matthew McConaughey. I'm just gonna call him Matthew McConaughey because yeah. he's not really. It's not like he disappears into the character. No, true at all. But he has these. Uh, he has these abilities to just look at someone and say like, "Stop breathing," or like, yeah. hate, "Hate," or "Kill each other." <laughs> and my first question is, why doesn't if he's able to do that, just go to Earth and like make a ruckus? Well, the, it's not that he's it. He his magic. Magic. His magic. His magics. Yes. <laughs> That's what he says. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing that they have limitations. Um, he would have to be in proximity uh, to mm. folk. And his magics are not so powerful that he can take down the tower and let those dark demons uh, in uh, to our universe. True. Um, I just think it's like. His his powers are kind of ill-defined, too, though. Very. And mm. I feel like when he's walking around doing that, I'm like, I want to see more. I also just want to see more of that. I would like it yeah. if the movie was more of him just fucking with people. <laughs> like, when he walks by that little girl and says, hate, and she hate. looks at her mother, I was like, why I did... I the repercussions. Yeah, I was like, why did you cut yeah, away? <laughs> there's got to be some sort of extended version where she's, like, at least having a fit at her mom. Yeah. Well, this is, like, one of those really weird movies where, like, tonally, like, it, it really felt like it was being aimed at kids, but then trying to be really serious at the mm-hmm. same time for, like, the very adult fan base of the books. Yeah. So it's just, like, it's, like, it just couldn't do it, I guess. Like It does jump around a lot. And, I mean, the PG-13 rating probably doesn't help in that regard. Oh, no. actually, that's one Definitely of the sticking not. points uh, for old Steve King. He was pretty upset that it was a PG-13, that it wasn't as violent as it should have been. But again, yeah. he only turned he only turned on it slightly when people didn't receive it well. Right. <laughs> because I remember before it came out, it was like the day before there was an interview with Stephen King and he was like, This may be the best adaptation of one of my novels ever. Ooh, no. Mm. Yeah. 
which is so weird. Because <laughs> yeah. we have Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile. Which, yeah, they exist. Yeah, and they're almost verbatim adaptations of those books. They're really amazing. <laughs> you thought uh, you thought 1922 was on, was the best one? Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. I don't even know why I'm ragging on 1922. It's probably fine. 1922? <laughs> yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh. Oh, that, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. I've seen that Thomas one. Thomas Jane, check it out. <laughs> so, there's just so many. <laughs> yeah, there really is. I don't know if there's that many. Bo- I think there's more books that are adapted than there are not adapted. Well, yeah, he's got a, he's got a thing called his Dollar Babies. Yeah. Yeah. Where he'll- somebody from around here, somebody in this province was able to make a Dollar yep. Baby. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about this. So, basically, if you, all you have to do is register, like, a register or whatever uh, mm-hmm. you fill out like a form to to adapt anything of his you want to adapt and you just have to pay him a dollar yes yeah like specifically from the short story selections yeah yeah and i i think if you you have to be like an independent filmmaker as well yeah. yes they're not yeah, it's some kind <laughs> of they're brand. not gonna be like hey amblin entertainment here just give me a dollar <laughs> just give me a dollar Lionsgate. Yeah. <laughs> I could see people like taking advantage of that though, like getting some like random kid just to buy it, and then suddenly just like, I don't know, like Lionsgate <laughs> just swooping in and being like, "We'll produce it." Like A twenty four swoops in, you know. Oh, I'd love to see A twenty four do a Stephen King. I know, especially right? some of those earlier uh, uh, short stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I'm just like Steven Spielberg being like, ha, "Got my deal." <laughs> Got my deal. <laughs> I'm going to remake Shawshank for $1. <laughs> Fuck you, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I'm casting Idris Elba. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Matthew McConaughey uh, is constantly saying, people can resist my magics, which made me laugh mm. that he pluralizes magic. I don't know why. It's like but British people pluralizing magic. But again, that's, that's a callback to the books. That's how he talks in the books. Yeah, so. It, it sounds sense. funny out loud. Yes. A lot of stuff from those books sound funny said out loud. So, I have we're still at this scene. Uh, the man in black tells uh, uh, Gunslinger's father to stop breathing. He dies. But somehow, uh, the Gunslinger, we learn, is able to uh, resist his magics. Yes. Um, but uh, man in black, uh, Matthew McConaughey is also <laughs> able to, uh, you know, easily deflect his bullets. Uh, Idris Elba's bullets. So Jake wakes up and he sees in his dream, or he saw in his dream, an abandoned house. Mm-hmm. Um, so he draws it and posts it on the internet. And he's like, anyone know where this is? <laughs> Which I thought was kind of Y'all funny. got Google Maps? <laughs> yeah, he's like, this is yeah. in New York. Okay, go. It's a, also a plot point from the second book. Uh, the house demon is supposed to be house like demon. the um, the house that Pennywise lives in in uh it yeah so it's kind of a wild plot point though for him to be like just post a drawing on the internet to find out where it well is. yeah in the books he actually finds it like he doesn't yeah draw oh. it and put it on the internet because the book was written like in the 80s so well that yeah. actually makes a lot more sense <laughs> but in the he still ends up just stumbling across it in the movie too so they didn't even need to show him posting it on the internet because he still just falls ass backwards into it when he's running away from no someone. no there's a guy who when he's getting ready to run away, he says he sees someone responded to his post that says, uh, Dutch Hill, that's in my old hood. What up, yo? 
Oh, yeah. I missed that somehow. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry. I was too busy reading the comment that said, up your butt. Yes, that was yeah, there too. Yeah, up your butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was Classic. nice that they were able to capture internet culture so well in the movie. A very yes. PG version, because if this was the real one, it'd be like, you know, well, for, be a that's bunch what of, I was looking yeah. for. Internet culture is always what I'm looking for when I'm watching fantasy films. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there wasn't enough LOLs in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wanted more raffle copters. Yeah. Is I know we're not th- talking about it, but it just it reminds me of like in the last stupid ass twilight movie when they're trying to research the vampire baby and he's just like on google looking it up and it's like we're like hundred year old thousand year old vampires we have books from like the dark ages and shit and he's googling good to do about a vampire baby okay fine those movies have one flaw i get it (laughs) i know you found it out amanda i know i'm Um, really good at this i'll give you a medal (laughs) Um, is that the one that has the telenovela ending? Yes, it is the one that has the telenovela ending. Perfect. Please bring me back on to talk about just all of Twilight. Okay. <laughs> okay. You're going to do that over on for screen and country, right? Bah! What? <laughs> yeah, that's on the British film Institute top 100 list of all time. All the Twilight movies. <laughs> yeah. British you know, films. Yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> it's a remake of, uh, uh, I don't know. Hey, Mona Lisa. Uh, there were British people in those movies, so, you know. Yeah, it's loosely true. Loosely reaching. Robert Pattinson is British. <laughs> That's the only qualifier. <laughs> um, so. Anyway, where the what the fuck's going on here? Well, okay, this so... is when the the folks from the institute show up, um, right? Yeah. And one of them looks like just a, a chubby, good Charlotte cover band frontman. <laughs> <laughs> I thought one of them was Bobby Moynihan without facial hair. Well, that's that's the guy. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's got like a, like this good Charlotte goth hairdo going on. Yeah, and and Jake notices that he has like a you know he has a skin line where his face is supposed to peel off right. which if they're if they're impersonating people they should really work on that part yeah those makeup guys get a you know Y'all a blend yeah yeah some cover use up some, use some cover up on that um but he he quickly uh uh like mom come help me pack and he's like those are the skin people from my dreams <laughs> at that point i'm the mom i'm like yeah you're going with them you're- yeah this is why i feel bad because i'm like i believe you and i know you're telling the truth but you sound insane to the point that that would be the thing that would push it over the end yeah, yeah. You just okay. said skin people from my dream dreams. <laughs> like it's it- not his face <laughs> And then old uh, Ron Swanson walks in. He's like, you got to go with them. You got to go with them. Get out of here, kid. I'd hate you and I want to bang your mom. I don't want to think about you being in the house. Basically what he says. And uh, (laughs) wait, his name is even Lawn. It's even close to Ron. Ron. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, basically Jake is like, shut up, Lawn. And then uh, (laughs) uh, decides to make a break for it. Yeah, and um, the mother barely. I mean, she kind of reacts a little bit, but like the the guy jumps out the window and starts scaling the side of the building, yeah. going after the kid. Yeah. Like, don't worry, he'll get him. Who knew Boyby Moynihan knew was into parkour? <laughs> he'll bring him yeah. He he watched he watched Tracers. He, yeah, he yeah. He <laughs> but uh, they're watching. The mom like sees this guy scaling a roof, climbing, uh, chasing after her son, and she's just kind of like, well, that's a bit odd. But it's she doesn't, like, have a horrendous reaction to it. <laughs> Just, like, mildly confused. Yeah. But the kid manages to outwit these two. Uh, they're, they're pretty dumb, honestly. Yeah. Because he goes down a subway tunnel and comes up 
the other one? The other. Uh, yes. Yeah, because there's two entrance. Like there's an entrance on both sides, so he basically just runs down the stairs, does a circle around it, and then runs back up the other set of stairs. Yeah, and yeah. that's when he finds the uh, Dutch Hill building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which has a house demon, which uh, he has a, a mighty battle with. Super mighty. And that he says, let go of me, and that it lets go of him. Because he used that shin, and he was yeah. able to defeat Oh, you it. just don't want to get sued. Right. Yeah. But yeah, like it's like a, it's kind of a pretty bad CGI scene, I'm not going to lie, uh, where this like house basically starts strangling him with yep. like the wood in the house. I don't know. And he says, let me go. Boom, explodes, lets him go. He finds a portal. He throws his shoe in to make sure it's safe. Um, I thought that was a bad choice. That was a bad choice because, number one, you probably lost a shoe. And, number two, you can't see where your shoe is. So how do you know that that worked? (laughs) You're not doing a human trial. so. (laughs) And there's another, uh, the Easter egg here where he puts in 1919 to use the portal. Mm, The whole, there's a, that number is huge in the books and they never explain it in this no, uh, movie no and then there's also reference to like i think later on you see like 1408 which is another stephen king book yep yeah there is a uh you see pennywise's circus later um which is like all fine little references but again like you said nathan they don't really add up because nothing's ever really coming together well fun you yeah. should say that the whole 1408 thing even Outside of that story or that movie, it also ties in to it being kind of like a bad omen or a bad place as well because it adds up to 13, which Stephen King is apparently super superstitious about. Uh, Yeah, so he goes into the portal and he ends up in, uh, I guess, Midworld. And just drinks from some strange flask. Yep. As you do. Yep. Well, he also later. When you're desperate. He also he later tries to tries to eat from a, a branch that he just picks something off and just put it in his mouth. He's, he's not a the kid. he's not the That's smartest dumb. kid with no. the shine. No. <laughs> I think what you mean, Brendan, is he's not the brightest kid with the shine. Count it. So he finds Roland, who immediately, or I guess I'm using like all his names. It's Idris Elba, gunslinger, yeah. Roland. It's all the same person, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Roland sees this kid and immediately points his gun at him. He's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> um, and I was like, imagine if like he hadn't have even asked and he just shot him right there. And then the rest of the movie just went on. <laughs> yeah. Logical. <laughs> Well, you know what? It absolutely would have taken care of Walter's plan. Yeah. <laughs> right? All done. That should have been what done. happened. That should have been the twist. <laughs> uh, the only thing I could do to stop Walter is to shoot you in the head. <laughs> Sorry, kid. <laughs> <laughs> them's the brakes. <laughs> them's the brakes. This movie needed a them's the brakes line. <laughs> really did. Uh, so... Uh, you know, we get some dialogue between these two. Uh, he tells them like, you know, oh, I've got, he, he sees that he's got, the kid's got pictures of, uh, or drawings of like the man in black. And he's like, oh, you must work for the man in black. He holds him over a cliff and he's just like, no, no, no. I know your name is Roland. He's like, oh, you know, my name is Roland. You must be a good person. <laughs> and so he spares his yeah. life. Look, I have a picture of you. Yeah. A picture of you. Can we be I buds? Drew it. Yes. The art show convinces Roland to take him to the psychic tribe. This, yeah. these words are coming out of my mouth 
<laughs> the psychic tribe. Well, he. I think. What do they call them? Seers. Seers. Sears. Yeah. 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 See, which uh, when he first said that, I was like, "Wait, why are they going to Sears?" <laughs> <laughs> They're still in business in Midworld, actually. Yeah. Fun fact. It's doing really well. <laughs> Guys, what 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 uh, what store can we reference that'll probably still be around in a couple years? Oh, Sears is doing pretty <laughs> good. Yeah. Are you sure we can't throw in a couple of, like, Eatons in there or something? <laughs> oh, God. But, yeah, they go there. He's like, yeah, we're going to go see the Psychic Tribe or Seers or whatever. They'll be able to interpret your dreams and, uh, you know, tell you what's going on. Yeah. So they go through the super scary woods. <laughs> where we see Pennywise's circus. Pennywise's circus. And I think this yeah. is where we kind of cut back to uh, Matthew McConaughey, too. Yes, and we find out he's just doing this because he wants to be a rotten son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he wants mm. to take down that tower. Oh, and he's uh, he goes to... Um, he goes to see... Uh, the, uh, Jack, yeah, Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah, Rorschach. <laughs> <laughs> where we learn that someone's nickname is Two Skins, and I was like, wouldn't they all be nicknamed Two Skins? Yeah. I guess. I, wonder, I often wondered if he had a brother named Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be a creature I would not want to see created no. on the screen. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> just oh, no, made, he's shedding! He's just made oh, up God. Little <laughs> tips of moil skins. Oh god. Nathan, oh. write up your Dark Tower sequel right now. <laughs> Everything in this movie has to be canon though. Go. And they fought the Briss monster. <laughs> the Briss monster. I <laughs> oh, come back here. <laughs> um but yeah, so he finds out from Rorschach, <laughs> kid Jackie Earl Haley. Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, the pedophile from Little Children, um, that this kid that uh, came through this portal has the shine, mm -hmm. and it's a pure shine. His shine is pure. And so Matthew McConaughey's like, aha, the perfect brain to shoot at the tower. Yes. So he go. this is when he goes to Earth, and I think he confronts the two people that uh, were supposed to capture him earlier, mm -hmm. and says, kill each other. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which again, they left. They left. Yeah, did it. he just tell us everybody be like, enjoy the show? Yeah, which we like, don't calm get down to and see. enjoy the show. I was already mad we didn't get to see the kid hate on her parent, and now we don't get to see the two characters kill each other. Yeah. Tragedy. It would have been great if he passed by that kid later and she was just sitting on like a pile of bones. <laughs> <laughs> or handing out, you know, alt right literature. <laughs> <laughs> just berating her mother over like every choice she's ever made in her life don't you see they know what's best for your body they're republicans <laughs> alienating so yeah now we go back again to the scary woods where we get not only the pennywise reference but there's also charlie the choo-choo which is referenced in book three of the dark tower series okay yep because they they're at like the amusement park. I thought that was like a Thomas yeah. the Tank Engine reference. Nope. <laughs> okay. Nope. Stephen King's just stealing things from other people now. <laughs> it's fine. The Little Engine That Could by Stephen King. King. Uh, little Engine Stephen. That Could murder everyone. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're in the woods, the Richard Scary Woods, and they uh, they see a creature. Well, actually, no. Uh, Jake thinks he sees his father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
and uh, he's like approaches him because of course his father's in the middle of the woods. That only makes sense. Well, he's in a different world. Maybe his dad's still alive here. Thank you. <laughs> they did say that, but I was still like, come on. I don't know. I, f- I feel like that was one of the most accurately adapted <laughs> moments. It, you know what? Here's okay. You know how you mentioned earlier about how they just said Jake has the shining because they didn't want to explain the whole him seeing two realities thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. In the books, cue my Jason moment. Okay. In the books, he in the the very first Dark Tower book, Jake dies. Yeah. Oh shit. But then we find out there are other worlds than these, which they reference in this movie, but don't really feel the need to expand upon. Mm-hmm. And we find out that there is another Jake. And when the first Jake died, the uh, the second one took on his consciousness. So he was seeing the two things. And the only way that they could reconcile his seeing these two realities was to have him drawn through the house demon uh, portal, uh, thus merging his consciousness. Yeah. So that's why he can see both sides. Yeah, exactly. But let's just say he has the shining and call it a day. Because it really helps with their expanded Stephen King universe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, most people probably wouldn't even get. Like, even if you've seen The Shining, even if you've read The Shining, them referring to it as The Shine, a lot of people who are familiar with everything probably still wouldn't have made that mental connection. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of people probably would be like, oh, I bet this is related to that mo- that Stanley Kubrick movie from 27 years ago. Like, 30, <laughs> 37 years ago. Like, Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people don't even realize that Dark Tower, when they were watching it, was a Stephen King novel. Yeah. Oh, totally. So. Because, I mean, yes, I know it's, like, one of his most different books in terms of, like, what it is, obviously. Yeah. But as a movie, it never feels like a Stephen King movie. Like, I feel like almost every other Stephen King movie, whether good or bad, feels like it was written by Stephen King. Because, with, I mean, outside of Shawshank Redemption and The Green Mile, everything that's kind of been adapted by him has at least been some sort of thriller or horror. Yeah. Well, even, even Green Mile has like the magic kind of aspect to it. Yeah. And just that brutal tragedy type feeling to the end of it of like, this is the burden you have to live with for the rest of your life for the yeah. choice you made. Like, even if it it's not scary, it's still very dark like like Stephen King is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess even Shawshank, but yeah. Well, I yeah, know. I was going to say, even Shawshank, like when I watch it, I still, I, I can still kind of feel Stephen King's writing. But this just doesn't feel, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like, except for obviously the references to other Stephen King novels, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I think Crimson King stuff, but they don't even explain that, so. <sighs> no, yeah. it's literally written on the wall, and then they Yeah, I on. actually, like, if I, I, like, somebody told me they thought that the Crimson King was the man in black. They thought it was, like, just another name for him. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. nope. they don't ever explain it, and you and they portray it as if the man in black is the big bad of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, why wouldn't you assume which so. oh, when we get to like the end of this movie, I gotta, I have, I've got stuff to say about that, because <laughs> his uh, his exit from this movie left me. <laughs> anyway, we'll get into it. Um, so where are we here? With a beam quake, uh, the Jake thinks he sees his dad, and yeah, so and it's a monster. We get a whole Stranger Things thing going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a monster that tries to attack him, and uh, he manages to stab Idris Elba through the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the kid 
grabs the gun. The monster chases him. Idris kills the monster. Oobla dee, oobla da. Life goes on. And uh, and then the credits roll. Oh, wait, no. Nope, nope. <laughs> we go back to Midworld. Oh, no, uh, not Midworld. We go back to Earth Prime or whatever the hell they called Planet Earth. I, I have a note here that says Lawn had it coming. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah, I, so they oh, they don't go back, just the movie pans back. Yes. Okay, we're yeah, oh, yeah. oh, back to, like, Key, Keystone Earth. Yeah, Keystone Earth. That's what Keystone Earth. Which is our Earth, which they just want you to know. (laughs) It's the most important Earth. That's why it's called Keystone. Even though that's not where the tower is located. Yeah, it's never explained, though, like that. They just say it, and they're like, okay, Keystone Earth, got it? Okay, good. So, yeah, Matthew McConaughey goes back to Earth. This is where he visits, like, Jake's parents, the stepdad and his mom. Kills the stepdad and gets gets very, like, touchy-feely with the mom. (laughs) <laughs> like leading her into the room like show me show me what happened <laughs> and we don't see what happened but of course we'll learn later that he basically set her on fire yes yeah, or either that or he was thanos i'm not sure yeah it's really one or the other <laughs> she she of all the people who get it in this movie i think feel that she's the one who kind of didn't deserve it she no she, she no. was just a cool quirky mom yeah that, like, sh- honestly, if you put a regular person in that situation, you would also think that your kid is crazy. Yes. Right. So, like, she might have made a bad choice with Lon, but beyond <laughs> that, like, she just seems like she's trying to do her best. It's like you said, when you hear, those are the skin people from my dreams, red flag. Yeah, exactly. So, we go back to, uh, so basically, yeah, he does this, and uh, at this time, at this point, Matthew McConaughey finds out that this kid is uh, definitely got the shine. And he's uh, he's in the other world, or whatever. <laughs> we go back to the other world, go back to Midworld, and um, we're finally arriving at the Psychic Village, mm-hmm. which sounds like a, I don't know. Psychic Village sounds like a fucking call-in number or something. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Cleo's there. <laughs> Miss Cleo. Oh, R.I.P. Right. John Edwards. John Kerry's <laughs> running mate. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, okay. Not that one. <laughs> So yeah, Second Village. Uh, for some reason, <laughs> when uh, the seer is re- is interpreting Jake's dreams, I don't know why I thought of that scene from Demolition Man where Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullock are like having mind sex. <laughs> oh, this <laughs> <laughs> reminded me of that for some reason, and I was equally as disturbed. Oh God. So that happens. Uh, they have their. We have a. This is a scene where we do have a lot of exposition, but it doesn't really make a lot clear. A lot of things any clearer. It's just kind of like, yeah, we got to go find this portal, and that goes right into the Man in Black's lair because basically Roland just wants to kill him to get revenge, and mm-hmm. you know, obviously Man in Black is after the kid, so he can use his brain to blow up a tower. Your yep. garden variety villain. <laughs> yep. Um, but the the psychic village is attacked. By something. By a bunch of creatures that, I guess, Man Black can control. Those are the low men without their skin masks on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought they were, like, the things in the woods. Nope. Nope, they're not the... Those are demon things. Demon things. Yeah, because they say that after after a beam quake, uh, the... (laughs) The barrier between our universe and the darkness is extra thin, and they can sometimes pass in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what they did. So there's a big action sequence here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake uh, Jake at one point gets kidnapped 
But I would argue this is the only scene in the movie. Well, for me anyway. I, I know it's different for everyone else. But for me, this is the only scene where I actually thought was kind of badass. Yeah. Is the scene where it all goes silent. Yes. And uh, Idris Elba shoots the dude from like a mile away. Yes. Yeah, he does the gunslinger thing. But they yeah. gave it away in the trailer. So they did. it wasn't impressive in the movie. Right. <laughs> it's like I've seen this like 20 times now. Yeah, it's, it was in every trailer, which which was on every single movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I watch movies a lot, so I saw it a lot. <laughs> I felt bad because, like, that, like you said, it's it's one of the few times in the movie where they they display his abilities, and they never they never really kind of expound upon the training that he did to get those abilities because that's a big section of the first book. Oh, yeah. you mean he didn't just read the ma- mantra and immediately know how All to shoot All he had a gun? to do was forget the face of his father, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fucking go. I thought that was his entire training. <laughs> shoot yeah. with the hat. Shoot. Why did, wait, did you just turn to New York? I did, yeah, just for the <laughs> sake of this. Shoot with the hat. <laughs> shoot for the hat, mate. <laughs> T- Timmy shows up and says, like, yeah. you got to shoot with your hat, not your gun. Yeah, don't forget the face of your father. Forget- <laughs> yeah. And also say hi to your mother for me. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wait, she's ashes. Never mind. She's ashes. Yeah. And Jake also learns to be a gunslinger pretty prominently in the books, and they just totally avoid that. It's like, we're just going to take those guns away from you. Well, they train uh, Jake and then two other characters who aren't even in the movie, yeah, Eddie yeah. and Suzanne. Yeah. Um, and also we find out that the guns, like Roland's guns, oh. are made from Excalibur. Yeah. Which yeah. they never explain that... Arthur, the Arthurian legends are interwoven with uh, Midworld's existence. Also, yeah. I just want to say on a personal note, I am fucking done with movies with King Arthur references. Because <laughs> l- uh, recently, like, it was like the new Hellboy had it. Uh, yeah. Aqu- Aquaman had it. King who would be kid. Kid who would be king obviously had it. Kid would be king. It. So many movies recently. And I'm like, enough of King Arthur. That's how you know he's real. Leave <laughs> him alone. <laughs> so done. So Jesus. He's well, like Jesus. They, he is Jesus. Again, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> King Arthur is Jesus. All right. Oh, but yeah, it. I mean, they start off with the whole Arthur the Eld thing, like two books into the series. So they, if they were hoping that this was going to be, uh, like an an epic or series of movies, you have to put that in that first movie. Yeah, but they are just like cherry picking things. Oh yeah. yeah, no, like, like crazy. It's so weird that they're like, we're cherry picking, knowing that we want and have plans to continue this series. So I'm like, so then why are you cherry picking? Yeah, like why <laughs> if you if you had all intentions of doing a franchise, why not start with the first book? Yeah, just go with that. Yeah, it like honestly, it just feels like a kids movie. It feels Actually, like a young adult kids movie that got lost. The reason yeah. why I feel that they didn't just adapt the first novel is because. It would just feel like a Western. Because that yeah. first book is very is much Western. like a Western with some uh, mysticism thrown in. Yeah. But it's but they almost went the, the complete opposite way. It now doesn't even remotely feel like a Western. And yeah. there's like there's a very strong Western like undertone the entire time. It's like a fantasy Western, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's just gone entirely. There is a fantastic... <laughs> 
uh, action sequence in that first book where Roland just lays waste to a town of people who are attacking him. And I was dying to see that on the big screen and was so let down that it wasn't in the movie. But I see why they wouldn't do it because they need you to like that character. And it's hard to like a character that lays waste to an entire city. (laughs) True. Let's, 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 uh, (laughs) Let's also let's rephrase for a second. It's hard to like a character that lays waste to an entire city in a film with a pretty bad screenplay. Yes. <laughs> if you're Akiva yeah. Goldsman, it's hard. Oh to... my god, Akiva! <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So Idris takes that dude out from a long ways away, and he and the kid go through a portal to go to Keystone Earth because mm-hmm. they want to. They got to go to Earth to find the portal to get to the Man in Black's lair. Um, so they show up and in the middle. And go to a of, hospital. <laughs> right. They go yeah. to a hospital where Idris Elba is fascinated by the talking animals on TV. He says, the animals still talk here? <laughs> yeah. It's another Nathan reference. is like hurting right now. <laughs> well, in the, in the book, again, Jason, I'm channeling Jason today here. Um, they have a, what's called a billy bumbler. It's like a raccoon. Mm. And they can be taught to speak simple phrases, not unlike a parrot. <laughs> so the animals do talk in Roland's existence, or they did. Yeah, they did. I thought you were going to say his name is Rocket. Well, yeah. That would have been awesome. Right, yeah, That's the <laughs> that best was, crossover that, ever. That would have been amazing. <laughs> Dark Tower is actually the MCU. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> oh, shit. Wait, does that mean that Idris Elba is also the protector of Asgard? Yes. That makes sense, though. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit, that actually kind of works. It does. <laughs> different works. Rolling. Oh, man. Yeah. So they're in Earth. Yeah, they go to the hospital. Idris Elba is confused, uh, befuddled by talking animals on TV. Again, if you read the books, like Nathan says, it makes sense. If you don't, you're like, well, is he just dumb? Like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, he specifically says, do, they, do your animals still talk? Yeah. And he's like, so no, you're like, a- oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I, I do kind of like the fish out of water stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, how he like just takes the, the they're like, you have hepatitis A, B, and E. <laughs> and severe radiation poisoning. <laughs> yeah, and he's just like, here's some coins for your troubles. And, <laughs> and walks yeah. away. And then later, even like when these two like, uh, I guess they're supposed to be prostitutes. When they're like, hey, you looking for a party? And he's like, you have forgotten the face of your father. <laughs> Highlight. It's a great part in the book because they they do that and yeah. um, but <laughs> we come to find out in the books that uh, there's actually a, a an action sequence that happens and uh, he scars one of the police officers whose response to the whole thing because uh, they talk about the unflinching coldness in Roland's eyes when he was shooting and doing his gunslinger stuff uh and they say that years later that um that police officer had a complete total psychotic break when he saw the movie the terminator and it reminded him of that situation Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's a wild plot development yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so oh. yeah they, i mean he gets out of the hospital uh roland jake are like on the bus they're trying to find out where the portal is and uh, they meet up with that homeless guy from earlier who we find out was a... <laughs> Tidy Jason Manzoukas. Tidy Jason Manzoukas. <laughs> we find out, yeah, this is a prequel to John Wick 3. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, 
we find out that the uh, the homeless dude was uh, a kid who had the shine and was taken and then just kind of thrown back on Earth, all messed up. He from was all the ruined. brain juice he he uh, lost. Yeah. <laughs> and he tells them, and he, he uh, basically ends up telling them where the portal is, or they, he shows them, like, you know, he reads his mind or whatever. The Dixie Pig. Dixie Pig, yeah. <laughs> so, at this point, yes, we get the, the training sequence of uh, Roland training Jake how to shoot, which is so dumb. After Jake has found out that his mother was killed... Uh, they have a little rooftop sadness yeah. powwow. And now that we've established that the kid is grieving and unstable, let's give him some guns. Give him some guns. <laughs> I just wrote down about that scene, Ashes to Ashes. Oh, oh God. <laughs> it was like sludge. It, yeah, it did look kind of weird. Yeah, I, I, it was very So sludgy. much so that at first I was like, what is that even supposed to be? <laughs> it looked like sludge, just like that she had not even been burned he melted just like her? melted yeah. yeah like melted she faked her own death <laughs> she just poured sludge all over the uh all over the kitchen well that way she doesn't get blamed for lawn's death that's right she's on the run that's the second movie it's just a it's like a uh the fugitive like movie about her on the run so we're like he he trains him like i know you said it's a big part of or you guys said it's a big part of the books it's but in the movie arcing story throughout several of the books yeah. is him training them so it's not a four minute scene no oh okay because in this in the movie um the way Jake learns how to use a gun is he just uh, recites the Gunslinger's Creed. Well, that is, I mean, that's the first bit of training. Yeah, but that's all he does. It's all he does in this movie, but that's the first bit of training that Jake does receive in the books. And he is immediately like a crack shot. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no, in the movie he is. <laughs> yeah. He says the thing, and then he's just like, boom, shot boom. the can. I am now a gunslinger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, at this point, Roland is like, well, I gotta go get more guns. Yes. <laughs> so we go to the gun store. Kind of has a gun-gasm when he gets there. Yeah. Because he's like, did your... Yeah, because earlier he was like, does your Earth have guns and bullets? And he's like, you're gonna like it like here. A, yeah, you're gonna like Earth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but then it turns out that dun, 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 Matthew McConaughey is in the gun store. And this whole thing, actually, at this point, I kind of noted that they're really blending Walter and Randall Flagg, yeah. who is another character from the Stephen King universe. I read something where they were supposed to be the same character. No. Well, that's just what I, I read something about, like, that was... Not necessarily that that was what what it was, but I've just I just read something that said like there was always like a lot of suggestions that they were the same person. And in fact, Flag does show up later in the books. And Matthew McConaughey even said in an interview that he was playing Randall Flag. <laughs> did say that. I remember that. Yep. Uh, okay. So that should tell you right there. The level of, like, commitment to the book <laughs> is that Matthew McConaughey was saying that he was playing a, a different character. Yeah, it just than the one seems like they read, like, the cliff notes for all the books and then made a movie out of it. And then accidentally <laughs> put the stand in there for some reason. Yeah. So, so this is a trap. Walter catches him while he's distracting Roland because he's not actually there. Mm. But his like image is there, and he's also got the the gun store guy like 
under his control, like shooting at Roland. So Roland just shoots the guy in the shoulder to take him down, not kill him. Uh, and then meanwhile, Jake is being kidnapped by the skin people. <sighs> so they take him to mid world and Walter is all like giving him his little, uh, ectoplasm reader or whatever that is supposed to be. Shine reader, shinometer. Yeah. <laughs> he's measuring his metachlorians. <laughs> I know about this. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> you are a Jedi, so. Yeah, exactly. So how are your metachlorians then? Through the roof, oh. honestly. Wow. Honestly. If they had I... found me first, Star Wars would have been about me. <laughs> <laughs> episode episode four, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it. <laughs> that would have been the most like intriguing episode title ever. I know, <laughs> like, right? Wait, what? That doesn't sound like a Star Wars name at all. (laughs) So wasn't that a new hope? What's going on? Exactly, (laughs) Force. It'll all make sense, guys. Just wait. It's just another trip around. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Jake is brought back to Midworld, and uh, Man in Black is like, all right, we're going to hook him up. We're going to shoot his brain at the tower. This is going perfect. But before they go, Jake manages to get one quick shine out to uh to Idris Elba he's like hey the portal is at this place come find me yeah he sends him the coordinates yeah Yeah. so Idris Elba shows up and he's just laying waste to everyone bang 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 he's like Hawkeye but with you know stuff that could do real damage (laughs) oh wait but hey Hawkeye in that scene in Endgame was pretty awesome (laughs) hey I'm not knocking Hawkeye I I actually I do like Hawkeye I just it's funny that a guy who has true aim chose bow and arrow. <laughs> um, Hawkeye is my spirit animal. Uh, it's because he can change the end tips at will. Can't <laughs> right. do that with bullets. Uh, fair. True. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, he was also a shield operative and not a superhero yeah, to be uh, exactly. from the get-go. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, this is, uh, sorry, I talk about that because, the, again, like Amanda said, this is part of the MCU, so. Yeah. <laughs> I actually have a note. Even I think this fight is kind of bonkers. <laughs> oh, this final fight here? Yeah. yeah. It's insane! <laughs> but entertaining, but insane! Yes. So he's shooting all this glass, and McConaughey, like, stops the glass and, like, fires it back at him, so he shoots the glass more instead of just getting out of the way. I don't understand. And also, like, if he can, if McConaughey can, like, manipulate things, could he just, like, crush the dude's ribcage at the end? Uh, yeah, maybe he's able to resist that magics, too, Brendan. Fuck, I don't know. There's They didn't explain it, so we don't know what the boundaries are of the powers yeah like you don't know we don't know what the limitations or the strengths are and also in the in the again in the book <laughs> was this based on a book it's was it oh okay. yeah right <laughs> uh when roland does finally catch up with walter, <laughs> walter uh, <laughs> at the end of the first book he's got like his he's got psychic abilities and able to cast spells and things like that but the whole telepathy thing not a thing in the book <laughs> uh, so yeah uh roland does some crazy bonkers shooting that mm-hmm. makes it so that 
finally is able to shoot. Uh, it's like ricochets a bullet off another bullet or something. Yes, because every time he was trying to shoot uh, Magic McConaughey, yeah. Walter, the man mm-hmm. in black, Randall Flagg. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> he would just stick his hand out and stop the bullet. Yep. So he, being Roland Idris Elba, Roland Deschain, Gun- Gunslinger. Arthur the Eld, yeah, he shoots a bullet. McConaughey stops it. He shoots another bullet and deflects it off of that bullet and into his yeah. heart. Boom. Bank shot. And then he shoots him a few more times and get and shoots him in the head. They, okay, here's what I was going to talk about when I said about the end, about his uh, exit from the movie. He is basically like the devil incarnate. And how does he die in this movie? A bullet to the head. <laughs> he, ultimately, he is... Walter, anyways, yeah. was just a, a magician. A, a yeah, they wizard. amp him up in this movie like way more than he should be. I was gonna say yeah, because as far yeah. as this movie is concerned, he's the devil. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's true. They actually describe him as that. Yeah, they they describe him as mm-hmm. some sort of like otherworldly thing, and that's why I was just like, wait, what? That's how they killed him. <laughs> it's it's kind of anticlimactic. It actually is literally like what everybody in Harry Potter is like. Why didn't somebody just like put like pull up a fucking AK and lay out Voldemort? Like this is here you go. This is now <laughs> yeah. you know what happens. Now you know what would have happened. Oh my God, Matthew McConaughey should have played Voldemort. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the wound, Harry? (laughs) You better put that down. (laughs) You got any? You got? (laughs) You got any spells, Harry? Harry. I'd be a lot cooler if you did. (laughs) Oh my God! Even the line like "I I get older, but they stay the same age" works. (laughs) Rose up on Hogwarts. Oh. Like, I'm kind of done with J.K. Rowling, but if they want to remake that with Matthew McConaughey, I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Anything after that fucking Fantastic Beast sequel. Good yeah. Oh, that was so bad. Oh. And I love Harry Potter. And, and, and like, ooh. yeah, if you want to talk about a movie where you're just like, what? what? Yeah. No, <laughs> the, the whole, whole fucking time. thing. The whole, the whole time. Thing. Yeah, every plot development, huh? Huh? This isn't necessary. Oh, it's because they're just trying to fit a bunch in because the next one's the last one. I'm like, nah, suckers, they got five of these bitches planned. (laughs) There's no reason for any of this. The complexities of that movie make this one look like hop on pop. It's very true. Oh, my God. I've never been more let down, potentially. (laughs) But anyway, so the Man in Black is Dead dead City, USA. Mm -hmm. Uh, The... uh, Jake and Idris Elba go back. I like it just interchangeably using different names. But they go back to uh, Keystone Earth at this point. Or I guess Idris Elba's already there, but Jake goes to him. Uh, and, you know, they're eating hot dogs, drinking Coke, which we never, by the way, see that it's Coke, but it's clearly Coca-Cola. Like, Idris covers the label I think that time they show hand. it, actually. Oh, do it's they? It's the first time they don't, and the second time I'm pretty sure I see the label. Because I'm like, oh, it was Coke last time, too. Yeah, because he was holding it. The they get a, you get another little bit of fish out of water thing too, because he asks Jake what it is, and he's like, "It's hot dogs," and he calls them savages. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and the thing the thing with the coke thing is like when when Idris held it the first time, I was like, "Why is he holding that so unnaturally?" And then I was like, "Oh, he's trying to hide <laughs> the label." I think. Yeah. 
So I wonder if that was like, a, they were like, we're not sure if we got the Coke deal yet. So maybe because just... I swear the second time. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually looking at a screenshot and the and the tab is facing away from him. So like there's no reason why he should be holding the can this way. <laughs> Brendan, after rewatching this movie, I'm quite sure they got that Coke deal to go yeah. through. Positive. They weren't sure at first and then they saw the movie and they were like, you guys can reshoot that ending scene. You guys can use the logo. <laughs> Oh no! I'm just talking about the amount of coke that went into oh, making God, this movie. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. I found <laughs> well, another I clip. Mean... The coke lo- logo is visible. They got oh, it, guys. Okay, there you go. <laughs> in in the la- in the later scene, though. Yeah, the later. Not on the scene. bus. No, not on yeah. the bus. On the bus, he's holding it very unnaturally, so that the tab is facing like sideways. Yeah. So I swear, and I think it might just be because of the exchange that they have because when he drinks it, he asks Jake what it is and he just says sugar. Yeah. That's, that's why, that's why I think that they didn't have the, the rights at that point when they filmed that. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, wait, which scene should we refill? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough money to do any <laughs> the more one reshoots. Where they actually acknowledge it or. <laughs> yeah. No. Mm. We've already done 10 weeks of reshoots guys. We gotta <laughs> move on. Gotta move the on. Coke can is not important. No. So anyway, how are we killing this man in black? I don't know. Shoot him. Shoot him in the head. <laughs> All right, good cut. <laughs> um, Should we have talked through that whole take? <laughs> <laughs> we do send off with a couple of other Easter eggs at the end. Uh huh. Um, there is uh, Red Rose, which is uh, a Stephen King made miniseries that wasn't a book. Okay. Uh, we see King's Jewelers. And also, it's Spaghetti Week at <laughs> yeah, the Majestic. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Which, yeah. I, know, I know like a Spaghetti Western, but when I saw Spaghetti Week, I was like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, they have a weird moment. I don't know I don't know why I noticed this, but when they're walking through this, down the street, like, just before they go into the portal, there's like a dude in a white shirt that passes them, and he's featured very prominently as an extra. And I was trying to figure out, I was like, oh, is that a cameo from someone? And I guess it's no one, but it's, like, <laughs> weirdly framed. Like, a, it just looked like it's someone, it should be like a, it's almost like it's, like, where Stephen King's cameo would go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. I wonder yeah. if that's what happened. They were like, well, just get a different guy. <laughs> just get a different guy. <laughs> should I do the same thing? Yeah, why not? No. Nathan, that makes it two movies now where it's a not Stephen King. Oh, you mean... Monkey Bone. Yes. Yeah. Monkey Bone, yeah. Yeah, Stephen King played by some dude. Some dude. And I don't think ever named Stephen King, too, but it clearly is Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, they call him, like, Scared Guy or something. Stephen Kang. I don't know if either of you guys uh, fast-forwarded to the end of the credits, but there is a, a whistling cue. Oh. Like a sound cue. Yeah, which I think is supposed to be like uh, uh, Walter, yeah, or possibly Flag, or maybe the Crimson King, because they never make it quite. <laughs> They're sure. all the no. same person. It's remember? all the same person in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Matthew McConaughey in the interview was like, "When I played Jack Torrance, yeah. I was trying to." <laughs> but that is uh, the Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda, since you're our guest, I'll ask you first. Would you recommend uh, people watch this? No, I actually think this falls in a zone where it just doesn't really offer anything. It's not so bad that it's funny. Yeah. It's like there's other movies that do this kind of stuff better. 
uh, I could see a kid being really into it though. So if you're like, if you're young, maybe I, I could see, I could see like an eight, nine, ten year old boy being like <laughs> super into this or girl, whatever, just being really into this. Yeah. Yeah, that's the highest honor I can well, give it. Go then, because there are other films than this. True. <laughs> True. Which is a reference to the yeah. books. Anybody? Anybody? Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> Nathan, what are you saying? Uh, the eight-year-old in me says yes. Yeah. Okay. I still, despite all the moving parts that I saw this time around, I still did derive enjoyment out of this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like horrendous. Like I think some I can understand why like diehard fans say it's horrendous because like for that, yes, it would be. But like just as like a casual watch, yeah, it's, I've seen yeah. worse and I've been angered by more. Uh, Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, the new silent. At least I laughed Hell. in Hellboy. Like I don't know. That's true. <laughs> like, a vampire in a wrestling match. Yeah, coming soon. <laughs> Uh, Silent Hill says Nathan. Yeah, that, 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 I don't remember that very much, but uh, oh, that fucking movie. <laughs> Just and its fucking sequel. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say that it's not that hard of a watch, honestly. It's not. It's also 94 minutes. That's so... enough. That's actually a problem for it, though, is that it's, it's so a short. Pro- it's it is a problem because everything's very condensed. But it's also if you're not enjoying it that much, it's a benefit. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> so, it's an easy watch. So if you don't like My, it, it's fast paced <laughs> enough, and there's like decent action. Idris Elba is very good. He is, yeah. The rest of the actors are kind of eh, whatever. Like Matthew McConaughey is basically Matthew McConaughey, yeah, <laughs> with a with a really Actually, bad wig. <laughs> if you if you want to get get something out of it, s- see the movie. And then start reading the book so you can be like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Actually, that's usually my recommendation for most things. If you find out a movie is being made on a book and you haven't read the book yet, wait to watch the movie. And then if you really liked it, read the book because you'll get more out of it and you won't be as judgmental of the movie. Yeah, honestly. It's usually my recommendation now. Well, on that note, we are going to take a brief uh, commercial break. We'll be right back. What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. Hey, PodCoin is an app. It is. Uh, Is it based on a book? No, so you'll probably get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Okay, perfect. So it's not based on, it doesn't try to truncate seven apps into one app. Nope, just its own app onto itself. So what what is Podcoin, Nathan? Oh, I'm glad you asked that, Brendan, my friend. Um, is an app that's going to let you listen to podcasts and get paid to do it. Money, 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 money. That's right. Here comes the money. Money talks. Dollar, dollar, ching, ching, get the cheddar. <laughs> it is an app. When you listen to it, uh, you're podcasts that is uh through this app uh you will get paid uh and 
pod coins. Mm -hmm. And you can use these pod coins. You save them up and you can get Amazon gift cards or other uh, retailer gift cards as well. Or if you're feeling philanthropic, you can go ahead and donate to charities uh, for the, what you listen to uh, with your pod coins. And, and, and if you head on over there, sign up and use our code WWTTPD, that is the What Were They Thinking Police Department, you will get 300 bonus pod coins just for signing up with that code. And if you've already signed up, throw that code in there. See what happens. And can I add one other thing? And um, if you are listening to our podcast, you will earn one and a half times the normal amount of pod coins per uh, per minute that you listen. There you go. Well, where can I sign up? <gasps> Amanda! <laughs> she you heard us talking. <laughs> I know. I don't know why I pretended she wasn't here. <laughs> She's invaded! <laughs> um, you can actually find the PodCoin app on your, uh, on your Google Play Store on your Android phone or on your iOS device. Well, that sounds perfect. I'll do that right now. Okay, well, we should continue the podcast, if you don't mind doing that a little that, later. Okay, fine. All Thanks. Right. That's a little unprofessional. Of okay, you, you're right, you're right. Podcoin! What were they thinking? And we're back. Yes. Uh, Nathan. <laughs> Yes, Brendan. And uh, Amanda? Uh, yeah. It's uh, the time on the podcast, so we wax poetic. And wax our legs. <laughs> uh, damn it, I forgot. It's a veritable forest down there. <laughs> right. This is the time when we do our low haiku. Yes. 17 syllables to express our feelings on the film we talked about this week, which is, of course, The Dark Tower. Hmm. Amanda, as our guest, would you like to begin with your low haiku? All right. I can try. Um, I would like everyone to know that I was warned like an hour before the podcast started that we do haikus. I uh, don't know. I'll, I'll make sure to have them fired. Yeah, exactly. True art is, <laughs> is living so. It's true. I, I wrote this in a grocery store. <laughs> Perfect. Fans flabbergasted. Stephen King somehow liked it. He is wrong. It sucks. Just short and sweet. Short and sweet. Well, I believe they all are going to be the same length. <laughs> That's, sure? that is, is that that's how, how haikus work. Yeah. Seems to be the rule, the general rule between yeah. them and haiku. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, well, Nathan, since this was your pick, you can go ahead. Okay. Dark Tower, it's here. Waited all my life for this. What? It's over now? 94 minutes. Mm. Okay. <clears throat> Worst Stephen King flick? My shine says no, but not great. Worst wig guy ever. Thank you. Uh, we're out. 
We've passed through the portal that was supplied to us by the Tet Corporation. We are now back in our (laughs) Keystone Earth. Right. (laughs) Oh, an old 1408. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Just wanted to throw that in there with no context. Uh, Nathan, we all uh, talked about this movie and we said what we thought about it, but what do we always say? Well, we say... Don't take a word for us! That's right. Don't take our word for it. Uh, because, well, let's check out the old Rotten Tomatoes, Nathan. This yep. movie, uh, critics were not kind to this movie. It has a 16%. Yeah. And the audience, while more lenient, still had a 45%. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. Um, surprising, I actually thought it was going to be the flip, the flip side. You thought the critics were going to like it more than the audience? I honestly did because you have an audience of a lot of people that are like a lot of diehard fans of the novel True. really didn't like this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like those people would go on Rotten Tomatoes and like one star the shit out of this. That is valid. <laughs> like like toxic fanboy Captain Marvel this shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> um but I mean, let's talk about this. So Here's the first critics review I got here from the uh, Matthew Norman of the London Evening Standard. I'm British this up. Okay. Uh, Elba's sublime professionalism is treating the part as worthy of him and the dialogue as if it deserves to be spoken out loud saves the movie from total annihilation just Mm -hmm. as the gunslinger saves this world. Quite. Two out of five. (laughs) Cheerio. Cheerio. (laughs) Well, not to be out-Britished, Kevin Mahar from the Times UK writes, Eight volumes... More than 4,000 pages in a multitude of exotic settings and alternative realities entered by two near-mythic antagonists are here transformed into turgic cinematic slop. (laughs) Five stars. Five. One. One star. One star. (laughs) I just really like the very top one I'm looking at because it's just right about how I felt. Not even bad enough. To be fun. Oh. Elena Lazic of Little White Lies. <laughs> well, the, clearly um, she's lying. <laughs> well, that's Ten. her shtick. All her reviews are lying. Yeah. <laughs> Lies. Uh, April Wolf of The Village Voice kind of has one that made me laugh. Outside of its actors, the film is unremarkable. Action sequences seem as though they were hurried. That is, when you can actually see them. Did the lighting team blow a fuse? <laughs> Well, uh, uh, Nicholas Barber of BBC.com. Oh, uh, do it up. Well, I'll British it up, but I think Amanda will also get behind this one, too. It comes across as a cash-in that someone scribbled on the back of an envelope after (laughs) seeing Return of the Jedi. Yeah, I saw that one. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, no. Uh, You got another one there, Amanda? Matthew McConaughey gives a Razzie-worthy performance. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) I don't know if he's that bad. He's not, but I'll go with it. He's he's definitely, like, he feels like he's kind of phoning it in, though. 
I feel like if you um, know something's been in production that long, you're just kind of like, whatever. Have a great <laughs> apocalypse. That's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, here is the... This is the most positive review I have, okay? It's from Jared Mobarak of Buffalo Vibe. Uh, I'll say flat out that The Dark Tower is not the film fans... Is not the film that fans of King's magnum opus deserve. It's merely the one that Hollywood can supply. That is a positive review. So, it's... It's... <laughs> it's not the Dark Tower movie we want. It's the one we deserve. Yeah, it's oh, the God. one you're gonna get and <laughs> like it. Deal with it. Deal with it, nerds! That's yeah. what it says at the end. Yeah. It's not a... It's not an audience review. No, it's a critic... <laughs> Oh my god, no, this is a really... Okay, this is a Spanish review. Um, I'm not going to do an accent for... <laughs> I don't want to bring that upon myself. But it's this is a very high... A fantastic and entertaining film. Wow. But doesn't live up to Stephen King, what Stephen King created. Wait, what? <laughs> They're like, it's amazing! But not what Stephen King made. It <laughs> <laughs> was a roller coaster. That is a roller coaster right there. Should we dive into the doldrums here, Nathan? Yes, let's. Okay, let's get into the audience because the audience always brings out the uh, the uh, the best in everyone. The audience reviews. Um, this one is half a star, oh, and God. it just says the Dark Tower is a trash waste of your life's time period. <laughs> oh, God. Don't know what that means, but all right. I feel uh, <laughs> punctuation would have been key for that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one, this person didn't even give their name. Just one star. I Pussy. love the Gunslinger books. I have read and reread them. Amazing books. I just saw The Dark Tower, and it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Worse than The Hobbit. Awful, <laughs> terrible, horrible. Uh, drag The Hobbit through the muck. <laughs> um, this one is a uh, half a star, and I wanted to read this, this, this one, uh, raise some eyebrows here. <laughs> Okay, I'm a big fan of the Tower series, but come on, Roland of Galliard was a white guy who looked like Clint Eastwood. I'm tired of books' races being changed for PC garbage. Half a star. Yeah. Well, I'm going to brighten it up here then. (laughs) Kirk B. gave this... uh, He must be a Maritimer. Because he gave the thing uh, three and a half stars and his concise brief review is better than expected (laughs) that's so maritime we're just putting up with it (laughs) these these are my favorite ones um this this review breaks it down in a number of categories here guys so this is uh it says title dark tower story writing message plot that's all one thing two character slash acting three music slash sound two cinematography slash editing two and my favorite category age slash originality two total 11 out of 25 two stars <laughs> two stars what? i love it what is age like I how old the know. movie is i don't know this movie was made in 1955 age five, five. <laughs> <laughs> what, the, what the fuck oh. I got a perfect five. Brilliant movie. Oh. Just a shame it was not advertised as deserved. 
They advertise this thing left and right. I couldn't not see ads exactly. for this when it was coming out. Yeah, yeah, I would say the trailers pretty accurately depicted the movie, too. Like, pretty accurately depicted what was going to happen. They definitely didn't lie to us. No, that's for sure. Uh, Ronnie T uh, gave her five stars mm-hmm. and writes, Now I will read the books. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got I've got one more here, and it's a little bit of a long one, but I I, I, I kind of like it. Well, I mean, it's insane, but anyway, uh, it's half a star. Uh, my memories. Okay, I'm gonna read this exactly as written. Okay, <laughs> so bear with me. My memories of Journey O took with Roland, Eddie, Susanna, Jake, and Oi are the best memories I have of reading. I watched this movie trying so hard to detach myself from the books to take it. As a far-off turning of the wheel, a far-off reading of the journey that I have not read yet, where Roland takes a different direction when he comes across the river. But as hard as I tried, I just could not forgive this movie its blatant respect it's shown Roland. This script has nothing reminiscent of the seven and a half books. I have given up hope on this being made respectfully when it was in development hell, so I had no expectations but a scraping of the bottom... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love Idris Elba, but I can say without a doubt and with full respect to Stephen King that this adaptation deserves nothing from me or any other constant reader. I will do my very best to forget it, and we will be returning to all world to travel yet again with the tower ahead of me, and I shall look forward to the times I have at Roland's side. Long days and pleasant nights to you. <laughs> a fucking nerd. He lost it at the end. He did. I think he, he became a character in the book. Yeah, he's feeling it. He's feeling it. All right, that's all I got. Anybody else? I think that's a good one to end on. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the Dark Tower, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Well, in two weeks, we should note that our uh, Listener's Choice Month is going to start. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I guess just run down what we're doing. We don't really have to hint because, I mean, you know. We already did an episode announcing all the movies. So we've got, uh, in two weeks, we'll be starting with 2008's Freestyle, uh, Deep Blue Sea. Oh my god, I love it. Masters of the Universe, and Hook. <laughs> so that's what's that's what's coming up in June. Uh, but yeah, uh, Amanda, I know you have stuff to plug, so go right ahead. Oh yeah, okay, you can find me everywhere, pretty much, at Amanda the Jedi. That's YouTube, Twitch. Twitter, Instagram, I'm everywhere. It's Amanda the Jedi. It's great. There you go. Yeah. Uh, and Nathan uh, Montrose Monkington the Third is yes. he around? Yes, he is. Okay. Nathan has a. We have a monkey co-host. Perfect. I'm really more not a co-host. I've only been on one full episode. It was a mini-sode. <laughs> we talked about wrestling. Well, I was just being nice. How awful Shane <laughs> Douglas is. <laughs> Anywho, yes. hello, it's a good friend Montrose Monkington the Third here, and I'm just uh, stopping by to say, uh, you know what? I, I feel that this uh, movie uh, should have been uh, better received, uh, but you know, unfortunately, they did all that stuff in it, which led it to not being well received. Fortunately, they made it poorly. <laughs> right. So, uh, with that aside, I was, would like to invite all of you to, uh, to come join me on YouTube, uh, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, the more recent uh, uploads have come from my reviews of Money in the Bank. Uh, 
the most recent WWE uh, event. Uh, also, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Montrose the Third. That's the number three R D. And if you really, really want to be a friend of Montrose, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire and friends uh it's just where i like to hang out and uh interact with folk even though i have no opposable thumbs <laughs> thank you more later thank you montrose okay. and of course uh if you want to follow us on all the social medias we're on uh instagram and twitter at wwtt podcast you can search for us on facebook just search what were they thinking we are there we have patreon.com slash WWTT podcast where you can sign up for all kinds of cool stuff. You can pick the movies. You can be on the show. You can uh, uh, make uh, Nathan eat uh, 10 ham sandwiches on air. Uh, I think that's one of our what? tiers. What? Uh, no, nothing? Hickory, what? Smoked what? Uh, 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 we're on um, uh, uh, Redbubble and Public. You can also find us there. We've got uh, some, a nice human centipede-inspired t-shirt, oh, for God. example. <laughs> yeah, there's poop on it. I know you're wondering. Oh, no. <laughs> oh honey, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're on all the podcatchers, Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that good stuff. I also have another podcast if you want to listen to a podcast about uh, great movies. Uh, it's called uh, For Screen and Country, and it's about the top 100 movies on the <laughs> British Film Institute list. Including so the Twilight out. series. That is not on the list. <laughs> you can check out For Screen and Country on iTunes, uh, Spotify, and Stitcher. And at... Uh, uh, Oh my god. At BFI underscore pod on Twitter. And it's on Facebook. I think that's it though. Hell yeah. I think we covered it. Okay. So I guess at this point, Nathan. Hmm. Well, first of all, thank you, Amanda, again, once again for joining us. Yes. Oh yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. I, I we talk about this this yeah. lovely beacon of hope. <laughs> yes. I just I love movies to to yell about them so much. <laughs> Um, having said all that, Nathan, I do have uh, a couple questions. Well, I am a bit of a Dark Tower super fan, so bring it on. In a movie mm -hmm. that features some stellar wig work. Yes. Um, in a movie that um, tries to truncate a lot of material into 94 minutes. Unfortunately. <laughs> In a movie where Idris Elba is probably getting the I'm trying to save this thing award. 100%. And, oh man, there is so much. In a movie where, I mean, skin people, they're the skin people from my dreams is a kid's way of convincing his mom that he's not crazy. Right. <laughs> oh, Nathan, I just, I, I, got, I gotta ask, uh, adapting this novel and, and Stephen King being okay with it and him saying this is the best adaptation ever, I just gotta know. What's that? What were they thinking? It's time, let's check our cue, baby. it with a couple brews, baby. We love your movies. We love the bad ones, too. 
So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh yeah. Everything I learned from movies helps to make life a little bit groovy. With the one last plot holds a gratuitous boobies. It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy. At ELFM.podbean.com. Hi guys, we interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast wait wait isn't this playing on somebody else's show exactly so then how are we i thought we were their new favorite podcast well we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show what's our show called justine superiority complex yeah where can they find us patrick uh twitter and facebook yeah exactly you can go to at soup complex on twitter s-o-u-p complex and you can go to facebook.com slash soup complex but our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried.